How are you guys doing? Uh, we were sweating, trying to get this thing going. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on. You know what was weird was uh, I see it seemed to work on the girlfriend versus thing, but then nothing ever happened. I don't know what that was. No, your name just wouldn't come up in Google for me to send the invite, and I couldn't even start a chat to send the invite. So That's so uh, weird. I, well, to be fair, I don't even really understand Google Hangouts, all this stuff, so I apologize. It's probably my fault. <laughs> no, definitely. We've been doing it for a year. We can't figure it out yet. Yeah. Anyways, I'm Bill. It's good to meet you. Yeah, good to meet you. That's Joe over there. I'm Joe. Thanks what up, Joe? On. Thanks for coming on, brother. You know what's funny, Joe? Completely different from what I thought you would look like. Really? I had I had a completely different uh, picture little, in my mind. A little more hair, maybe. Uh, more hair. Um, Asian. Asian. Uh, <laughs> Not that there's thick, anything wrong with that. Like like a super thick flavor saver right here. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Just but like a really thick one that kind of hangs down. I love it. No one's ever thought of me looking like that before. Oh, there you go. I love it. Surely him eating is meeting your profile in your mind. Yeah, there you go. And Bill, you're spot on. Oh, great. Thank you. You thought he looked like a hippie? You know, well, some didn't someone post like a picture that you you blanked out your face on? Or uh, yeah, that that's happened. From some uh, convention or expo or something. Yeah, I was out there briefly in the world. That's the that's the one. Do I? How do I sound? By the way, sound good. Yeah. Do I sound good? Okay. Sound uh, good. You, you look even better, man. Oh, why? Thank you. You guys got your big fancy microphones, and I'm I can just see why a girlfriend uh, likes you. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> what do you mean? We got big fancy microphones. What do you What are you using? I'm just on the like uh, the MacBook, uh, whatever was built into the computer. Yeah. Not too shabby. Yeah, it seems to work. You know what's funny is like the very first um, podcast I ever did was the Retro Rejects, and girlfriend had just bought a new girlfriend, Layla, had just bought a new uh, microphone, and we hooked it up, and we thought like, oh, this is going to be great. We got this brand new, you know, fancy microphone, and then we sounded like we were talking through a tin can the whole podcast, and when I... I kept asking, like, do we sound all right? Do we sound all right? And then when we finally heard the podcast, I was so disappointed because we just sounded – we sounded like we were going through, like, a Sega Genesis soundboard. It had that, like, kind of, you know, tinny sound. I think uh, Mr. Q-Dog would take offense to that. <laughs> That's okay. I think everything's going all right. The, at least with Google, they, they seem to take care of the levels, and uh, they record it for us. They take care of the magic, so – yeah, I've never used this. You, everyone else uses Skype. This is this is fancy. I like this. <laughs> yeah, I, I got mean, all kinds of controls here too. I can add sparkles and all kinds of things. Oh my goodness! See, why, why don't you record this and, and put this up? Well, it is here. It's it maybe one day, maybe Ooh. one day <laughs> for premium subscribers. <laughs> Have to be just, super it's, it's super a, premium. But the only thing that sucks about this Google Hangouts is, is it's really hard to get into, as we, as we just discovered, or at least it is for me. I mean, it's like uh, the going into Narnia or something. It's hard to find, but once you get there, it's friggin' sweet. Yeah, it's true. Even uh, 
you know, I, I build the hangout. And if I were to close a wrong window, it seems to take me 25 minutes to get that window up and running again. It just gets buried in all the Google nastiness. Right. Well, to be fair, who, Bill, you sent me the, uh, the link, right? Yep. That right there, that sealed the deal. That was so important. That's how I got here. <laughs> so did it see. come, it came through uh, Twitter or the Google? Uh, no, it came, it came through uh, Twitter. Well, cause you had said that you sent it to my Curtis account instead of girlfriend versus why I have to, I don't know. Uh, well, I suppose, uh, might as well. I, well, the first thing I wanted to say is uh, big congratulations to Joe on his trannies and beer uh, podcast, eclipsing the one year anniversary. What a big show that was! Thank you. <laughs> should, should probably say it po- uh, properly in case someone was actually searching for it. Well, I did trannies and beer. <laughs> so you won't find it by trannies. <laughs> Transformers <laughs> and beer, starring Joe, the angry Canadian Decepticon, and his uh, co-host M. And, uh, well, thanks, man. Yeah. So congratulations on the years. It's been, uh, much, it's like, been good. Uh, much like ours. I didn't think we'd get past that first year, but you know, once you do that, uh, get that hump off your back, it's pretty easy going. I think you get into a nice flow and I'm sure Curtis can attest to it with all the videos he's been doing on YouTube. Yeah. I definitely feel like you, after a year, you find your voice, you, you kind of know what people respond to. And I think you kind of adapt and play to that a little bit more, you know? Speaking of which, I was going to ask you, what does the date February 13th, 2014 mean to you? <laughs> you know, what's funny. It's not supposed to be February 13th. It's supposed to be February 14th. Uh, but we were stupid. Uh, okay. So that's the first video that we ever put up for Girlfriend Versus. That was, that was the date that we released, episode one. And uh, it was we, we had this whole plan, like we're going to put it out on Valentine's Day. That'll be like our anniversary every year is Valentine's Day. And in all my infinite wisdom, that, that night, I was like, you know what, though? I want to make sure that like we release it uh, immediately, like right at midnight. Um, but for the East Coast, I want to make sure that the East Coasters get to see it first. And so I released it at 9 p.m. <laughs> our time, which, of course, is the 13th still. And now it always shows up as that. And I, I was like, why did I do that? It's so stupid. But it was for the East Coasters. Well, good thing Joe brought that up to uh, get you angry right off the bat. Yeah, yeah thanks. Well, <laughs> that's what I do. Angry Joe, right? That's it. Actually, that title is just... Uh... It was on there because I didn't want to put, I don't know, somehow uh, they kept asking me for my full name as a profile on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. I couldn't figure my way around it, so I just threw that on there for uh, for the time being anyway. But I think, um, you know, I've been watching your videos and whatnot, and I might take your cue and take the big leap and uh, finally do a, a, a YouTube video and, and get myself out there. Freaking Going do on. it, man. Yeah, well, we've been, we've been not procrastinating, but – just because of our work environment and whatnot, it's uh, we kind of did want to get out there and make ourselves known, I guess, to everyone. Well, yeah. look at vintage. I mean, the vintage stayed secret for years and years and years. Uh, I'm still shocked, uh, Joe, saying this right now. What you're going to appear in a video? Yeah, I think I'll probably take this first lunge. I think you should. What what 
what kind of video? Oh, it would just be either on my Transformers or a video game that I pick up. Well, Heck just yeah. Joe working out, looking in the mirror. No, they don't like cameras at the gym. <laughs> I've tried already. <laughs> oh, so this is going to be a tranny-centric video then. So no, not STC pod related. Just well, you can throw it on STC pod too and cross-pollinate, mm. as you like to call it. Uh, you might be watering down at that point, though. Mm. Well, it's a work in progress. We'll figure it out. What are you going to do? What are you going to show? What? Don't worry about it. I am worried about it. Well, just, just make sure whatever day you release it on is the actual day. F the East Coasters. All right? <laughs> Can't worry about those time zone differences. I know. What about your, uh, your co-host, M? Will he make an appearance in these videos? No, he can't. His, uh, his job super super secretive. Uh, is he like that... a janitor? I hope he's a janitor. <laughs> I think in the anniversary show, he said how he's feeling more comfortable being out there. And, you know, the show's helped him relax and let loose a little bit. Yeah. Well, I had to drag him kicking and screaming into it. And um, it's like you said, though, once you take that first step and you get yourself a bit more comfortable with how things are, it's... Uh, after then, it just becomes second nature, right? Who's your favorite co-host? Oh, shit. That's got to be Bill. <laughs> yeah. That's lies right there. It's Bill that while I'm on lies. this show. Uh, no, I've, you know, before uh, Joe started his Trannies and Beer podcast with M, uh, I'm in the same room with him at work, and he would be on the phone with uh, M which I would later discover was M for most of the morning, just talking about transformers and how their elbow, elbow joints go together. And, uh, <laughs> Oh, you guys want to hear a funny story, please? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I've never told this story before. So I was hanging out with, uh, NES complex. You guys are familiar with NES complex. Yep. Well, I'm over at his house and he's showing me, it was the first time I was at his house, he's showing me his game room, which was really sweet. He had like a, a closet, you know, like when a, a, a crazy guy has like a shrine of a woman in his closet and he opens it and it's like all this light, it's beautiful inside, but you would never know when the doors are shut. Mm -hmm. Well, that was kind of what Chris had in his closet. So he, he, you'd open the doors and it was this amazing shrine to video games. I mean, he had, you know, a, a TV right in the center and games on the side and toys and stuff on top. And he had all these like Transformers toys and he was kind of like showing them to me and pointing them out and, and uh, what they meant to him. And there was this one that was like a, a race car and it, it, I just picked it up and I was like, Oh, this is, this is kind of neat. I <laughs> didn't try and transform it. I was just, I was holding it. The thing went and snapped in half. It was, maybe you're familiar with this. It's, I forget. It was like a, a, uh, indie car race race yeah, car it's mirage mirage yes it was mirage and so it's got this tiny little thing right in the center that that's like the only thing uh, holding the two halves together just snapped in half and i was like what do i do like chris didn't see do i put it back on the shelf <laughs> oh you put it back and, right away and and or or do i tell no i was i i had to um i ha i had to come clean to to clear my conscience so i turned to him and i'm like chris i'm so sorry man I broke your transformer, and I thought he was gonna be like, "Oh, don't worry about it, man. Like, 
hey, man, things happen, you know? It was the complete opposite. He <laughs> lost his shit and just flipped. And, uh, like, I was, like, so taken by surprise. I was like, uh, uh, what? Like, because it's the complete opposite reaction of, of what, what normally happens. Now, to be fair, like, minutes later, we were fine, and it was cool. It was just, like, the initial shock because this was, like, his childhood toy, and uh, and it broke. But I was, like, I was so, like, oh, oh, what have I done? What have I done? Uh, and then I said I was going to pay him back and, and get another one because it was original, and I haven't yet. Whoa. So <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. You will get another Mirage. I have been looking, though. What uh, what's what's the price going to be like for him, Joe, uh, to replace a G1 Mirage? Oh, just the loose figure shouldn't be too bad. Yeah, it's loose. Oh, ballpark at around fifty to sixty bucks. No, that's not bad. It's funny he was talking about when he was a kid his like childhood Mirage one, or his original, like some girl down the street or something broke it. Uh, same same thing, same thing. And then he like replaced it with the, that Mirage, and then I broke it. So it's just oh, okay. a cycle for him. So it's not the original original, so it's okay. Well, technically, yeah, it's not the original original, but he got it soon after to, you know, replace it. So the moral of the story is don't let uh, you into anyone. Uh, people shouldn't let you into their closets. I'm going to break your shit. <laughs> you show why, it why did he have his stuff in his closet? Is it just at no, that particular, like, like particular a, time? Well, the the way the room was set up, it worked really well, and it like you kind of walk in, and it's all this like nerdy stuff hanging on the walls, and it's really cool. And he's got like a little desk where he um, does his uh, like case where he builds the cases for the games, the custom cases, and um, he had like a little green screen in one corner, and then like you open up this closet, and it was amazing. It was the coolest thing. Thank I really you, dug it. You couldn't. You couldn't get all handsy once you open that closet. Well, that the whole Mirage stuff. incident happened uh, pretty early on, so I kind of just left everything alone <laughs> after that. <sighs> so that's it. If if Joe were to walk into his massive Transformers boardroom, you would know not to touch anything at this point. Oh, never! Like a bull in a china shop. <laughs> Uh, speaking of sh uh, storage shelves, though, you picked yourself up uh, a quote-unquote uh, ditch magazine rack recently, didn't you? For your oh, uh, yeah. Super Nintendo uh, Power magazine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that pretty thing, sweet. Dude, how cool is that, right? That thing is awesome. Yeah, of uh, this local store I go to, it's one of those stores that is so messy that you don't know what you're going to find in there. Like you could walk away with like stadium events for all, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, love those. Uh, and he has all this really cool old Nintendo stuff, all this old, I mean, you can find any system there. He has, uh, what is it? What was, ah, uh, like, like the, where they had like the eight track type games that you plug in. I forget what it's called, but anyway, I digress. He was throwing it away and I said, what are you doing? Can I, He's like, I'm going to throw it away. I'm like, why? Can I have it? Why, why are you throwing it away? It's perfectly – is there something wrong with it? And he's like, oh, there's nothing wrong. It's just taking up space. And I was like, taking up space? Where would you put all the magazines that were on there? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'll find a place for them. <laughs> I'm like, well, give that to me then. He's like, oh, all right. So we loaded it into my car and I took it home. And it fits your magazines perfectly. Like, it just worked out. 
Yeah, it really did. And it, I, like, I, like I said in the video, I did the math, and I'm pretty sure I, I should be able to fit every Nintendo Power. Like, it'll be nice and snug with all of them. It was almost like it was made for Nintendo Power. That's perfect. Yeah, both me and Joe have had uh, some recent uh, ditch shelves found, so it's <laughs> serendipitous that you had uh, a find as well. Yes, yeah. Thank you, universe. Yep, hashtag ditch shelves. <laughs> um, well, Joe, what do you say we uh, we introduce the show and all that jazz? Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, everyone. Thanks again, and we appreciate you coming back to another episode of STC Pod. I'm Joe, and with always is my co-host, the man who only buys his clothes from Lululemon, Bill. <laughs> Lulu. Okay. Thanks. Don't deny it. Yep. They're a little tight on you, but I like it. Uh, for those of you tuning in for the first time <laughs> and not familiar with us, we're a free foreign podcast. We're basically Bill and I just riff back and forth on anything and everything that's interesting to us from video games, movies, news, TV shows, basically anything else that goes on in the microcosm universe that we call our lives. Uh, you can find and follow us in the following places on Twitter at STC pod. That's the account that Bill handles for us. You can check me out on Twitter at AC Decepticon. You can check out our website, which is www.stcpod.com. You can check out my blog, which is at www.angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. And you can also find my other podcast there, Transformers and Beer. Check out our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash start to continue. Uh, we are now on Podbean, no longer on Podomatic. So check us out on Podbean, which is stcpod.podbean.com. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher, and you can check us out along with many other blogs and podcasts on uh, www.cartridgeclub.org. And now Bill is going to introduce, or maybe reintroduce, our uh, very special guest, uh, the second person to be on our podcast outside of our country. Bill, take it away. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's true, eh? Another non-Canadian. Well, another big voice from the Cartridge Club. Uh, when he's not rubbing shoulders with uh, like Hollywood heavyweights like Tom Cruise and Will Smith living out there in L.A., he's uh, running the insanely popular YouTube channel Girlfriend Versus. Here he is, uh, it's Boyfriend, otherwise known as Curtis. How is it's it going, sir? It's a pleasure to be here, guys. Wow, <laughs> what an honor. You know, I'm actually, I'm actually very excited uh, to, to join you guys today. Um, STC Pod has replaced Mark Marin in my regular lineup of podcasts wow. I listen to. Yeah, come on. I wanted you guys to know that. No, no, for real, for real. You know, he may have Keith Richards and President Obama and all these other uh, elite figures uh, in pop culture on his show, but he does not have Ramvox and he does not talk about Transformers or his uh, kids pooping their pants. <laughs> I told you. And so he's been replaced. And can I just say, this is the best darn freeform retro gaming and other subjects podcast ever. Wow. Doesn't get any better. Thank you, sir, for that. That's a great sound clip. Suck it, Cartridge Club. <laughs> <laughs> Fandango. Yeah, Fandango, you jokes. 
those guys dinks i tell you um so speaking of the girlfriend versus you've just wrapped right season two you got it yeah finally oh gosh now i still have to edit all of it but it's all shot so i have four episodes left to edit wow wow so do you shoot them all at once then no we shoot uh two at a time and we shoot them kind of out of order so whatever however they're released it's usually not the same as how we shoot them um like we shot the what will be the finale really early on this season just in case we had some sort of technical snafu or something went horribly wrong we wanted to have and we needed to shorten the season we wanted to have it shot so we had something to end on you know what i mean in case someone died right something like that yeah uh well just in case uh, some of our listeners aren't familiar can you describe uh, what uh, what your concept was for girlfriend versus starring the, the super foxy girlfriend Sure. Oh, my, my, thank you. She's going to love that. Uh, yeah, no, my girlfriend never played video games. I was a big gamer, you know, retro gamer, and I wanted to get her into it. And so I had this idea. I was like, I wonder if I can actually get someone invested in, in into video games and actually dig it and want to continue playing it, not just because I like it, you know. And so uh, she was playing one night, and it was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen. And I said, stop playing video games. If you ever play again, we got to start like filming this like every time you play a new game because it's hilarious. <laughs> and that was kind of the genesis of the show. And so she'll play a game for the first time. I'll try and instruct her on how to play said game. It, it usually doesn't work out very well, but I, I, do, you know, I do my best. And uh, and then she kind of reviews the game, and I kind of review her. So it's like a kind of a let's play uh, review hybrid type show. Yeah, it works out very well. It's very entertaining and funny, and uh, I look forward to each one. How long do you think you, you spend shooting each one? You know, it's all different. Some games we play for a long time. Some games we play for... 15 minutes. It depends on what we need from the episode, what the challenge is. I'll, like this season, I've been giving her challenges every episode. Right. Um, so, but like, like the first episode of the season was Pokemon Sapphire, and the challenge was to beat the game. She'd gotten like all the way to pretty much the end. And so we thought, oh, man, you're just going to play for like a half hour, beat the game. Easy breezy shoot. Well, she could get all the way to the last guy, and then the last guy would just annihilate her. And we we must have played that game for, oh gosh, like five or six hours because she kept getting to the last guy, and then she couldn't do it, and so she would have to go and grind her Pokemon more. And that was like the one thing I didn't want to show was her grinding Pokemon because uh, how fun is that to watch? But we just had to do it. So we shot a lot of that off camera. And then, like, when she would get to the fight again at the end, we would turn the camera back on and, like, all right, film some more. That was probably the longest shoot we've had. Was That was, like, six hours for that episode. Do you have any plans for, like, uh, some kind of epic gameplay, some kind of 100-hour video game, you know, full-on documentary style, get in there? <laughs> you know, I would love to. I'd love to do, like, a, like a longer game. Um I don't know if we'll do like 100 hours because uh, I, you know, after we shoot it all, I have to go back and watch the whole playthrough and then take out the little 
kind of sound bites that I want to use for the episode. So if we play for six hours, I'm watching six hours of, of us doing the same thing that I just experienced. So I like to keep it short if I, if I possibly can. Sure. Yeah. There's, there's ways around it though. You know, like uh, I remember uh, in school one time I, I shot, we had a year long television project and I was recording every single hockey game of this local team for the entire year. And we were going to cut that into a half hour year in review show. But every night there would be three hours of content to go through. So we had to come up with, you know, different ways to manage all this stuff coming in. Mm -hmm. So uh, basically you got to have someone there taking notes as you're shooting for what time code something good happens. And then you only go to that moment in time and you just buzz through all the rest. Seemed to be the only way we could do it. We also had an, uh, well, we had an editor and that person would cut down um, the footage we shot from the day every day. So it would be become more and more manageable uh, working off the, you know, when we jotted down time code notes for when something good happened. Right. Uh, you know, could do it. Could work your way through it. Yeah. I mean, it's such a painstaking process anyway, and I'm such a control freak. I wouldn't want anybody editing besides me. I like to, I, I like to find the little minutia, you know, within hidden within these gameplays, like the little, the tiny things you wouldn't think would be like a funny thing to cut to are interesting and, and exploiting that. You seem to, you have like a, a mini crew come in to shoot these things just from your, your Easter eggs. I've yeah. Seen on yeah. Well, season one was such a bastard because we don't, we don't like have any of this equipment. Miraculously, we, you know, we're able to shoot this by pulling in favors left, right, and center. So the first season, we were kind of borrowing my friend's camera. We were borrowing this, borrowing that from a whole bunch of different people. And it was such a, a haphazard kind of shooting schedule, kind of whenever we could. And I wanted something a little bit more uh, consistent for season two. And so my friend Rachel, she's able to rent all the equipment we need. She brings it over. She sets it up. And if it's, like, going to be a long day she'll leave and we'll play and then she'll come back and we'll do the green screen stuff um or or she'll just stay for the whole thing but that's how it's been working now is she'll come over and she'll help us get us all set up and, and do that and her husband usually comes with just to keep her company if she's going to stay here and just hang out because we quickly realize it's not that fun for someone else to just watch us do this whole process <laughs> especially like rachel's not a, into video games at all <laughs> so she's just kind of sitting over and like, you know, we have to, I, I could probably show clips of us turning and going, Rachel, shut up, shut up. We're playing games right now for the show. So. Yeah. Well, it looks like you yeah, you have a couple lighting kits, uh, pro camera. Uh, you know what kind of camera it is? Oh gosh. She just told me it's like a, just for us camera nerds out there. Yeah, I, you know, and you, I think it was you commented, you're like, let's get some tech specs. And I said, yeah, let's do that. So the next time we filmed for the Easter egg, I filmed, like, I asked Rachel, you know, what kind of camera it was. What did she say it was? Like an H120 or something? Does that make mm -hmm. sense? I don't know. Beats me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I remember she said it was an H something. It was like a Panasonic H something. Oh, yeah. But you guys just use the onboard microphone on the on the camera. You don't use like lavalier mics or 
No, no. We did that for a couple episodes. Um, but, you know, we're constantly moving around and, and jumping up and down and, and shifting and stuff. It wasn't worth the, the hassle of, of getting that all on. Now, with the, uh, with the renting of all this equipment and, and whatever else you guys use, is that just easier for you because of the location that you're in? You're from, I don't know if you want to tell the listeners where you're from and the environment that's going on there. Like, Well, we're definitely fortunate. Yeah, we're, I, I live in Los Angeles, so <laughs> know a lot of people in the entertainment industry. And uh, so, yeah, it is a little bit easier that way. And plus, I just, you know, we're using like a $3,000 camera or $2,000 camera, all these, you know, like I don't have money to get all this crap. I got to buy Super Nintendo games. <laughs> I need I need to sink money into a real investment. That's right. So can we ask what you do out there in L.A.? Sure. Well, yeah. I've, uh, I am an actor. I'm a writer. I'm a director. I'm a jack of all trades. Awesome. That's but, most of my successes come from acting. Uh, so you have representation and you're in the union and all that jazz? Oh, yeah. SAG-AFTRA. Paying them dues, baby. <laughs> uh, when did you go out to L.A.? I moved out uh, this February will be 10 years. Wow, 10 years. And where are you from originally? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So what, what made you just get up and go? Uh, I won a, when I was in high school, I was just dicking around on the computer one day and I was looking up acting competitions and I found this one in Florida that I was kind of interested in and I got my parents to like allow me to go to this thing and it was really like, you know, I don't know how to describe it. It was almost like an American Idol type thing. Like, the, your odds of, of winning this were so slim. Uh, you know, there's like 2,000 people doing this thing. And I ended up winning it. And when you when you won, I got represent. you know, all these people want to take meetings with you. And I ended up meeting who I'm still represented by today, um, my manager. And he said, all right, now's the time. Move out to L.A. Like, you're going to skip years of... Uh, work that other actors have to do you know when people move out to LA to become actors they got to go through all the paces you know they got to get in classes they got to uh, do all these things to get representation you know that's mm -hmm. one of the hardest steps is getting that representation and he's like you skipped all that you need to jump on this now and get out here and, and get going and so I did here I am I quit college and I moved out here you moved out there with representation already, so you... I did, which is very rare and unheard of. And, I, and, you know, I still have the same guy today, so I'm very lucky in that regard. And that gets you into the union right away? No, no. I had to do a few jobs, and uh, how did I get into SAG? I got Taft Hartley, which means you do a job even though you're not in SAG, but you do a SAG job and they put you in the union so you can do the job. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? It's almost like yeah. beating a catch-22. Mm -hmm. So you can't do a SAG job until you're in the union, um, but you can't get in the union until you do a SAG job. That's kind of how it works. And so uh, you can do what a lot of people do, which is extra work, and you'll get your three vouchers, and then you're eligible to join, or you get lucky and 
you audition for something and they like you so much that you're the only person they want to go with and so they'll taft hartley you and you'll get into the union that way or you'll be able to uh you'll be eligible to get into the union wow so you're obviously happy with the move and things are going good for you oh heck yeah yeah i love it um you know uh, like any aspiring actor there's ups and downs and and uh i've had many of both but um i would never change anything yeah i love it and so obviously you met uh <clears throat> you met girlfriend when you came out to la right i did yeah was it uh shortly after or was it after numerous years no it was after yeah it was after quite a few years um i worked at i used to work at a coffee shop and she came in one night with her friend and she actually asked me out. Can you believe that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, she came up and she was like, uh, well, apparently she'd been watching me all night. I never noticed this, but um, she'd been watching me and she came up at the end of the night. And she's like, what's your name? And I was like, Curtis. And she's like, Curtis, do you like to play pool? And I love to play pool. Like what, what are the odds she's going to guess that? She could have been like, do you like to play tennis and I would have been like no get out of here you slag but she was like do you like to play pool and I was like I do she said do you want to play pool sometime I was like yes she goes well here's my number give me a call and then she bolts out the door wow what a move I was pfft, taken aback to say the least what would have happened if you had responded saying no but I do like playing video games she would have been like, oh, well, let me take that back. <laughs> yeah, bye. Yeah, oh, shit. I, that's that's an only an L.A. story, I think. That's, that's amazing. And I, I remember my coworkers were just dumbfounded that, that happened. Because it's such a there, – there's that weird – I think this is with any, any customer service type job. There's that weird boundary between uh, customer and employee, and you – like – I, I don't feel like I can just ask out, you know, one of one of the customers. That's just that there's like an unwritten rule. You know what I mean? It's almost got to come from the customer if that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Very professional of you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know it's broken all the time, obviously. But, uh, you know, I, I hold hold. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have anything big you're uh, you're working on right now? Anything you can talk about? Uh, you know, I got a couple things in the works. Um, one thing I can't really talk about at the moment, uh, just because I don't want to jinx it. But uh, I, I was in a commercial, like a big national commercial, um, like about a year ago, and that just got picked up to start playing again, which is great. Uh, wow. So that'll start playing in the new year. And... Um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of writing. Uh, I did a short with some buddies of mine that's getting a lot of attention. I played at, you know, like 30 festivals. And it's winning all these awards, and it's doing really well. And so uh, we want to kind of try and use that momentum to maybe turn it into something a little bit bigger. You know, we'll see. What's the national commercial? Is it something we'd recognize? Maybe. I don't know what kind of commercial play uh, happens up in, in the Canadias. But um, it's for Discover Card. Do you get Discover Card commercials? No, we probably wouldn't air that. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can find it on YouTube uh, if you wanted to see it. For sure. 
Oh, I wanted to congratulate you too on your latest video um, with the Portland experience. That was a really cool presentation. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Been out um, for a whole day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was really, you cut it together really good. That was, it was really entertaining. Oh, thanks, man. That was such a fun trip. I, I wanted to make sure I did it justice uh, when I cut it together. You know, I, the only my only regret about that is I wish I had more footage because there's so many things you don't see. And it's that, do I film right now or do I just kind of enjoy the moment when you're there, you know? Exactly. And, uh, you want to be so, staring through a little screen while you're there or do you want to be experiencing it? Exactly. But I think we got a fair share. Uh, you know, uh, I, I wanted to really show what a whole trip would be like, not just being at the expo, but like everything that surrounds it, the traveling, uh, what you do outside of the expo. I really wanted to capture the whole experience. And I think we did a, a fine job of that. It was great seeing all of the Cartridge Club folks, you know, the Q dogs and oh, Cartridge so Canuck and Dean Lasagna. Um, the only thing, if I could ever take a, or if you could take a request from me, I would love to see more footage from that car ride, which had to have been from hell, 18 hours in a car. Oh, <laughs> dude, you know, the, the, the trip there wasn't so bad because we were all jazzed to get to the expo. And so we were just kind of running on adrenaline like all day and we were, we were jamming the music. We listened to every James Bond theme song on the way there. Uh, we listened to like a, uh, an orchestra playing Legend of Zelda music. Like we were just, we were living it up. It was so much fun. Then the way home was the worst drive of my life. We, we were going to stop. So we left Sunday night, right? The expo gets out at about like five or six and we were going to drive as far as we could back to California and then just stay at some hotel and then pick up in the morning and, and make the rest of the, the trip home. And we decided, no, screw it. We don't want to pay for a hotel. Let's just drive all the way through. So I took the first chunk and I drove for about eight hours, which was the easy chunk to me. And then Edgar took over and he started driving and I'm trying to sleep in the back seat. I can't sleep sitting up. I, I just, I can't, I've never been able to, I can't sleep on airplanes. I just cannot sleep sitting up. So everyone else is like zonked out around me and Edgar's driving and I'm sitting there being tortured. Like it's like, uh, when they torture people in the army, like you can't like the sleep deprivation. That's, that's what it felt like. I just could not fall asleep. And there's nothing to look at. It's pitch black out and I'm just being tortured and tortured. And finally at like five in the morning or whatever, Neil took over driving and then I went back to the front seat and Neil and I were able to kind of talk the rest of the, the way, but oh, I was so tired when I got home. I was amazed that I was able to make that final video at the end when we got home because I really just felt like garbage. I, I felt, I almost felt like sick. I was so tired. Can we expect a return trip for the next year? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You're going to possibly maybe think of, uh, you know, like we've just been discussing a different uh, video shoot or video options you're going to do for next year's show. Maybe make it a bit of a longer presentation, like a mini movie. Yeah, possibly. See, the problem was, so this was my second year going the first year, uh, Layla and I went and, we shot a girlfriend versus Portland episode and we use, we always shoot like the for the win on the iPhone. Cause you can just whip it out whenever and shoot it. And it gets good video quality, good sound quality for the most part. 
And I like that kind of guerrilla style shooting. So the first year we were using Layla's phone. My phone wasn't, didn't have enough memory. It was like, had like 12 gigs or whatever, and they were all used up. So we were only limited to what Layla could shoot. Well, then this year at Portland, uh, my buddy Neil, we were using his phone, and we were only limited to what Neil could shoot because my phone didn't have enough memory. So uh, now I finally got a new phone. I got, like, all the memory in the world. So next year at Portland, I'll get to shoot whatever I want. You know, I'm not going to be stuck with whatever, you know, Layla or Neil can give me. I'll be able to shoot to my, you know, heart's content. Uh, so I'm going to shoot the heck out of that, and we'll see what I do with that. I'm not sure. Cool. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see cameras mounted in that car ride for the 18 hours. Yeah. Do some time lapse or something. That was the one thing that I was bummed we didn't get a lot of was just us hanging out in the car because there was some funny, funny moments. There was a whole section I, I cut out where we stopped. Oh, man, we stopped at this uh, little kind of uh, truck stop town, you know? Like the only places in the whole town is hotels and uh, fast food places and gas stations. And we ate at this Denny's. You see it for a second in the video. We, we ate at this Denny's on the way there. This was the worst Denny's I've ever been to. This was just the worst town I've ever been to. <laughs> Everything in the town, their water was tainted. It tasted like dirt, all of it. <laughs> so we go to Denny's and we get a coffee and water and stuff. And I'm like, God, this coffee tastes gross does it taste gross to you guys and they're like yeah it kind of just tastes like i'm drinking like dirt <laughs> and we get the food and all the food is tastes like dirt that has water in it uh, oh that's the worst wait uh, what are we doing here and so we left and i was like you know what i don't know if that was just denny's i want to go there was a gas station across the street i was like i want to go try something from the gas station so we went over there and i got like a, a fountain soda and sure enough, that tasted like garbage too. I was like, "This whole town is their water is tainted. How can anyone live here? It, it's all it's all ruined." And uh, so we made a little video about it, but I I ended up cutting it out because we were really we were really ragging on this this town. It was called Coalinga. We kept calling it Cunnilingus, <laughs> Cunnilingus, California. Don't go there. It tastes like garbage. You should probably get yourself tested. <laughs> right. Uh. Yeah, Bill and I have talked about we'd love to come down for a trip like that because we sort of <clears throat> we were following like uh, Dean and uh, and Paul their little trip and then you know the Q dogs were talking about it so right but just the uh, yeah I think the whole expense for this the trip down and you know you throw in whatever you want to spend buying games like five six hundred bucks and you know you're you're looking at minimum probably like twelve hundred bucks right. Yeah, I mean, I would say easy, depending, you know, do you want to get a nice hotel? Do you want to get a crappy hotel? Do you want to buy a lot of games? Do you want to not buy a lot of games? One thing I was thinking about was making a video for, like, what to expect if you're going to Portland next year. You know, like, kind of like a uh, a guide to how to plan your trip and how to get the most out of it. You look like you had a pretty nice hotel room. We did, and that was not really by choice. Uh, I waited until the last second. We didn't know if we were all going to be able to go, the, the four of us. And, you know, Layla was planning on going up until very late in the whole process. And so I didn't get the hotel because I didn't know who was going to go and how much room we were going to need. Well, then when we got it all figured out, I had about like a, like two weeks left. And at that point, everything is booked up except 
like the the really nice hotels that are a little bit more spendy. And so I'm searching around online trying to find all the like coupons and deals and anything I can find to get like the cheapest room. And I was able to secure a room at the Crown Plaza, which I really would suggest if you go to Portland to get within walking distance. Don't go anywhere that you have to drive or take the train. Be able to walk there. That's You're going to have the best time if, if that's what you can do. Uh, and so I was really, really set on getting something around the convention center. But yeah, we ended up paying a little bit more than I wanted to, which is kind of a bummer because I just, I hate thinking like, oh, I had to spend so much money on a hotel room. I want, I'd rather spend it on anything else there. For sure. I noticed that it was really nice room, had uh, two beds and yep. four dudes. Yep. Uh, I had my own bed and Neil, Edgar and Life uh, shared the other. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Triple sandwich there in the other bed. <laughs> Triple was a Neil sandwich. Hey, listen, uh, I my um, battery is about to die. I, I didn't plug in my computer. Let me go grab my uh, cord really quick. All righty. All right, I'll be right back. All I hear is Joe eating. Crunch, crunch, crunch. You can't hear that, can you? Yeah, I can hear that. Meow, 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 meow. I mean a pomegranate. How can you hear that? Well, because it's snapping in your jaw. Oh, for fuck's sakes. All right. Holy mackerel. I'll starve for the remainder of the show. <laughs> You'll starve. You haven't stopped eating for this entire show. What have you eaten so far? Uh, chicken? chicken breast, three slices of bread. Three half, slices? Uh, quarter of a bag of chips, half of a pomegranate, a tangerine, I Drank a tea, I'm on a Coke now, and I got a banana here to eat still. <laughs> Went from a tea to a Coke. Yeah. More caffeine. A, a Coke with pomegranate. That's just crazy. Who does that? What do you mean? That it, it doesn't match. Those flavors don't match. Are you surprised at my eating habits? Do you not enjoy any kind of flavors, or is it just pass the tongue right away down the um, throat? I just shove it in. What? Yeah, I don't think you taste anything. You're like a, like an old hound dog. What did I walk back into? <laughs> I, the first thing I heard was tongue down your throat. <laughs> we'll have to listen to the replay. <laughs> By the way, that's every Friday mornings at... Uh, 5 a.m. Eastern time. I just given Joe grief for uh, eating during this entire show. It's it's entertaining, but you know. Hey, what time is it for you guys right now? 1:05 p.m. Eastern time. Oh. And you're what? Uh, 12, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Yep. Nice. Man, I tell you, all you guys doing these podcasts early. <laughs> I always feel like. <laughs> I sound like such an idiot when I do these things because I'm always wake, waking up early and like just just getting coffee into my system and it's like, hey, hey, let's do a podcast, everybody. <laughs> Talk about some video games and Transformers and such. You get tired of these podcasts at all? I can't get enough of them, to be honest. Yeah. I'm kind of an addict. Uh, I, I just I like to listen to them when I'm driving around in my car. Sometimes I'll just go places so I can listen to podcasts, but I really have no like destination that I'm trying to get to. I just, just want to listen to podcasts. <laughs> you pretty much have to have a car in LA. Is that, is that true? Oh, absolutely. That. It's way too much of a spread out city. 
to not have a car. But then the commute usually takes like hours, doesn't it? Isn't traffic well, it horrible? It depends. Uh, you kind of learn. You learn tricks. Everyone has their tricks on how to get places and, and, and whatnot. And it really depends on the time of day that you have to travel. Like I try and avoid um, going on the freeways basically any time I can. I hate going on the freeways because they're always jam-packed. Uh, it's, it's not so bad. The other thing is parking. Like you got to know the little parking tricks because there's street sweeping and there's meters and there's all – there's just a million – you know, everybody's always posting these – funny signs like how, how many different like warning signs will be on a pole for the parking and it really is like crazy trying to decipher like when you can park and where you can park yeah we definitely we have that too in downtown toronto but you'd sit in your car reading the post and every sign is saying the opposite to the sign above it yeah <laughs> so you, you, do you guys have two cars yeah we each have a car and uh are you in a house? Do you have parking? Do you have garage? Or are you we always are, shuffling around parking? No, we are in a, uh, like a fourplex. You know, it's like, it's yeah. an apartment, but there's four in the building. And yeah. we have, we have one parking space and Layla uses that. And then we have street parking. And so I, I'll, I'll park on the street and it's not so bad because we live in like a really residential neighborhood. So a lot of people have garages and driveways. So there, I never have any problem finding a parking space. So on a day when you're not driving around and uh, listening to podcasts or whatever, would we normally find you at home playing video games or working on a, a video? Or Yeah, I mean, I spend a lot of time uh, editing the videos. I'm such a perfectionist. I probably spend more time than I, than I should editing the videos. And I still like, you know, I'll watch them back and I'm like, ah, man, I wish I would have just spent a little bit more time tweaking this or tweaking that. Um, but other than that, I, I write a lot. Um, uh, you know, I, I write uh, scripts, and I used to write uh, sketch because I was performing in a sketch company for many years um, on a, in a big show. Uh, I do improv shows all the time. I keep myself busy. Does your uh, representation, are, are they happy, yeah, your manager, are they happy that you have a YouTube channel and putting yourself out that way? You know, they're, they, we don't really talk I mean I they, they know about it or he know he knows about it but we don't really uh talk about it you know I, I think if I would because we're a pretty small YouTube channel you know we're, we're we're barely a blip on the on the entire YouTube radar I think if we ever got bigger then it might be more of a thing that we discuss on how you know what's safe what isn't safe because I think right now it's kind of just do whatever you want you guys are small time you know small potatoes so it doesn't really mix with, uh, with my mm -hmm. acting and everything. But well, one thing that is a little, little acting insider scoop is Twitter is becoming very, or just really social media in general is becoming very important. Like it, it, people will lose acting jobs because they don't have enough Twitter followers. Oh, right. I think I've heard that before. Yeah. And that to me is upsetting um and wrong because <laughs> they're taking twitter followers over talent that drives me nuts do you know uh, many people in your biz that you know have twitter accounts but it's run by another organization uh no i don't is that does that happen 
Well, I would think, you know, like I, I suppose if you if you're like you know, Will Smith or something, yeah. somebody might. But yeah, uh, no, I don't know anybody that does that. I, I guess I would. Who would want to do that anyway? It's like misrepresenting you. Uh, you know, they don't want to bother with Twitter, so they just hire a company to pump out, you know, headlines every couple hours or something, or things yeah. that they might be interested in, you know. I like uh, to think that, like, Patton Oswalt doesn't want to write all those jokes on Twitter, so someone else is, like, you know, ghostwriting for him, and he's like, ha, and I'm reaping all the rewards! <laughs> well, one that's very point. uh very apparent to me is uh, George Takei. I'm a big George Takei fan. I tried to follow him on Twitter, but it's very apparent that's not him. Just, oh, really? Yeah, just strange headlines and things that might relate to was him. It, was it like, wow, I just saw a really hot chick walk by me. Man, do I want to bang her. <laughs> exactly. Maybe like, man, do I want to bang her. That's a terrible George Takei. <laughs> it, was, it was on its way. It was okay. <laughs> Oh man! So, what are you playing nowadays with the uh, the old video games? The old video games. Uh, you know, I haven't been playing a whole lot recently. I just picked up a uh, Genesis Plug and Play. Oh yeah, uh, which they got uh, the EA Sports on there. I think does it? Doesn't it have like uh, some hockey on there? That might. You know, I don't know. I haven't I haven't dug into it too much, but. There's a you know the whole one console challenge thing that the cartridge club is doing. No, oh, yeah. I was going to ask you, you if you're going to partake in that because of uh, the videos that you shoot. I very much well. I never play the games in the videos, so <laughs> girlfriend can play. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Are you guys doing it? I've been shamed into doing it. <laughs> look, um, this is but, the way I look at it. All right, go ahead. Sorry, no, no, no. I didn't mean to cut you off. You go ahead. <laughs> No, I was just going to say, I, I, it's not known yet, but by the time this comes out on Friday, I'll have uh, done a little blog write-up on it. But, uh, yeah, Kevin and Ramvox basically, I think in their last show or whatever, they called me and Bill out. So I'll partake in it. But, but like, Bill and I have talked about it before where we're sort of already doing it, right, because we buy one console and basically play that till the next generation mm-hmm. of it comes out, right? Yeah. Uh, not so much. Well, still doing that now, but. I'm also focusing more of my buying on the retro game systems and, and, and cartridges. So um, I can do the, the, the challenge, but it just means I'll be buying all these retro games and not, and not playing them for a year. So. Right. I mean, the way I look at it is like, if you make it only a month, well then you made it only a month, but at least you could say you try, I tried it, you know, like, why not? If you make it a day, who cares? Um, have you have you announced what system you're doing? No, not yet. Um, when I do, though, it'll be the uh, PS3. Ooh, what about um, you? Because Bill? that's what I'm playing right now, and um, I'm, I do have a backlog of games on it, so I won't be hard pressed to take away from buying like my Super Nintendo cartridges budget sure. or anything like that, right? Sure. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, no, I'm not really partaking because I've been doing the one console challenge my whole life, like Joe said. So uh, I play the 360. That's my main system. Maybe I'll take a DS to work with me, but it, it wouldn't break my heart not to play it. So right. it, it's it's no big 
I don't have massive libraries that uh, where I come downstairs every day and go, hmm, what am I going to play today? <laughs> I must play something. What's it going to be? It, 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 it's uh, challenge isn't for me. I'll enjoy watching uh, everyone else do. I think Joe uh, freshly got a Super Nintendo with a small library. I think it'd be fun to see him uh, challenge himself to only play the Super Nintendo and build that library throughout the year. That would be fun. Heck yeah, I'd be in full support of that. Uh, speaking of Super Nintendo, your second latest video, I guess, after this Portland one, or prior to it, was uh, you unboxing a bunch of uh, Super Nintendo games, right? Yeah, well, uh, in the, in my pickup video series, uh, Booty Bonanza, <laughs> uh, I am going for a complete SNES collection. Right, you're up to 358 out of yeah, 721. That might be that might be wrong, but uh, I think I actually have 360 hmm. because I don't know how, where I went wrong. I might have missed two along the way uh, in the YouTube thing, but I was like counting and I was like, wait, this doesn't make sense. I should have two more. So but do whatever. You, uh, do you catalog your collection like on a a spreadsheet list or something like that? I, I have an app. The um, gosh, what is it? It's from PeerGaming.org. Yeah, I'm interested in this. And uh, they they have a bunch of different. You can pick like all the systems basically. But I got the the SNES one, and um, it has every game. And you can put if you have the box manual. You know, it's like a regular collector app. It's great though. I love it. So you got you can, Go ahead, sorry. Oh yeah, pe- uh, PeerGaming.org is the okay is the thing. But y- if you look on the App Store, if you look for like SNES collector. You should be able to find it. It's it's one of the main ones that gets uh, gets downloaded. And so you are gonna try actually complete the 721 games. The, oh yeah, the hard part is definitely over now. Uh, I have, you know, so I'm just about a little over halfway done at this point. But mind you, about two thirds of that half that I have left is like common games. Okay. Because I only, I started with all the hard games and I'm glad I did because I started about four years ago and there's so many that I got that I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I didn't wait on those uh, because they're just so expensive these days. And you're, are you buying loose or if you can find a complete, you'll buy a complete too? No, no, complete is way too crazy for Super Nintendo right now. So loose is, is all I need. You know, I always say you can't play the box. Box is nice, and I, I'd love to have it. Don't get me wrong, but I only want the game. You know. Yeah, Super Nintendo is a is a daunting system for me. I never had one. I'm really tempted to get involved with having to buy those games, it, especially up here. There's there's no game that's reasonably priced for the Super Nintendo up here. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's like if you're not already in it, I wouldn't start it until that bubble bursts and prices start going down again because it's just, it's gotten way too crazy now. And I really do believe that all the, the publicity that YouTube gives these games is what has driven up the prices, you know, with like the game chasers and all that. I, I think that's what, you know, creates that supply and demand kind of fluctuation. Are you, are you predicting a bubble burst? No, <laughs> I don't think, I think, these games are going to just keep, I think it might plateau, mm-hmm. 
but I don't see these games suddenly going down in price like they used to be. Uh, there's just I just don't see it happening because nobody wants to get rid of them right now unless there's like some sort of uh, mass purge amongst all the collectors out there. Where are these games going to come from? You know. What's your next focus after the uh, Super Nintendo games are completed? Uh, well, I'm also going. I, I want to collect all the Nintendo powers. I only have about a hundred left of those, um, and I have all the hard ones of that. You know, all the earlier issues. So that, but uh, as far as systems, you know, I don't. I don't know if I'm going to collect a hundred percent anything. Um, I really like the original Game Boy. Um, and what else? Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably the only thing that I would get a lot of. is the I love original Game Boy games. Was that a Game Boy that you lost out on on that auction at the game, Portland uh, Gaming? No, that was uh, Super Noah's Ark 3D. Oh, okay. For Super Nintendo. Ah, you know, and I really do regret not... 160 bucks, right? Eh? Not going up one more, yeah, because that game just you never run across it. But I had, I had literally, I'd spent so much money that day. I was like, I can't justify this. No sane person spends this much money on video games in one day. <laughs> but in my defense, that is exactly what you have to do when you go to Portland. You got two days of the expo, right? But really, the majority of your game buying will be in that first hour that the doors open because it is absolute insanity when you walk in and you got to look for whatever you really want right away. Because if you wait for the deals on Sunday, you'll get deals, but you won't get the stuff you want. You know, right. all that will be bought up. So you, are you just, everybody goes nuts right away. Are you negotiating when you first walk in those first two hours? Or, uh, A lot or of people are... won't. You just go and sticker at that point because it's the first hour. Sticker yeah, look, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people won't. They're like, no, I can sit on this, you know, for for a little bit. It, nobody will will do it right away. Uh, I had to do that for uh, it, uh, metal metal warriors. They wouldn't they wouldn't budge on that price. And but I, you know, I was like, if I don't get it, somebody else will. And that's the only copy that I've seen here at the expo. So. I guess I'll get it. And you like begrudgingly hand them your money. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, you throw it at them. That's makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where else do you do your game buying from? Well, you know, SoCal is known for all of its like flea markets and stuff. If you watch retro Liberty or if you follow uh, Chris from the NARC podcast, he's always going to garage sales and stuff. In Los Angeles, we really don't have that. We don't have that luxury of the, the flea markets. <clears throat> Excuse me. There are definitely flea markets, but all the ones I've been to don't have games. You got to go outside of the city to find those. Uh, fortunately, though, we have a multitude of mom and pop retro game stores in LA. I mean, I can probably count like six or seven off the top of my head that I just bounce back and forth between. And, uh, you know, a lot of like, like a few of these stores. I know the owners or, or I know the, the, the people that work there, and so they'll usually cut me a deal. So that helps a lot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of times, you know, I got to just pay retail price on stuff, which is 
kind of unfortunate. I'm not getting these amazing deals that you see on all these other shows. Yeah, I, I bet you, I, I think the bubble's going to burst at some point. Even you though, so? like, you, like you said, it's a finite quantity of these things that are no longer manufactured. But, you know, everyone's hoarding it right now, so the price is going up. It's like, it, it, it's kind of like baseball cards in the in the 80s and 90s, isn't it? Where the price of those went through the roof and everyone was hoarding them and stores were hoarding them and jack up the price. And then everyone just said, bah, whatever, I don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now cards are worth pennies. Yeah. I, it could happen. I mean, what I think it is, you know, is there, there's, have you seen when like Retro Liberty goes to Frank and Sons? The collectible show. No, missed that. Okay, well, they there's this uh, basically warehouse that every Wednesday and Saturday, uh, it's like a flea market for nerds. It's only nerdy stuff. It's like you know collectible card games, video games, movies, toys, uh, everything and anything nerdy, and it's all within this uh, little warehouse. So it's all these booths, and you just walk up and down the aisles. And uh, one of the, the aisles is all sports memorabilia. And every time I walk down that aisle, it's, so, it's always so sad. And I always point it out to everyone. It's, it's old guys buying from old guys. And then that one old white-haired dude will walk back to his booth, <laughs> having just bought something from another guy. To, you know, it's like they're just trading with, with one another. And I'm like, is that going to be us one day, like with the, <laughs> the Super Nintendo games? Or we're going to be all these old white-haired fogies, like trading with each other back in my day, you know? <laughs> well, you are going for complete. It might take you that long. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, it, it kills me when we, like me and Joe were at a, a used video game store a couple weeks ago, and they'll have one Nintendo out on the shelf for like $100, and you get a peek in behind their counter in behind the curtains, and he's just got stacks and stacks of them there. Mm-hmm. But uh, looking on the shelves, it's like, no, this is a rare thing. That's why it's $100. But Yeah. You know, and even on eBay, I've seen on eBay where, I don't know where this seller is from, probably overseas from somewhere, but they're selling... Super Nintendos and regular Nintendos, like by the pallet, they have pallets of them, pallets upon pallets upon pallets, and you must buy. What was it, Joe? Packages of a hundred or something? No, it was like fifty. Fifty. You had to buy fifty consoles at once. Wow. So there's, there's tons of them out there. Tons of them out there. People are just yeah. It just depends what kind of condition you want to get it into, right, Paul? Well, of course. You're just looking for something to play with, and yeah, the item's out there. And then if you get, you know, retarded like I am, and it's got to be complete and fairly mint, then, you know, the hunt takes a little bit longer and a little more pricier, and sometimes you just you, you never get the item. Fairly mint. Uh, Curtis, have you ever, when you're buying uh, one of your games for your collection, have you asked, like, uh, the seller if they have the original twist ties and baggies? Is that important to you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I can't can't say that I've asked for that. Although it is kind of cool when you find that sort of stuff. <laughs> this styrofoam does not look original. <laughs> That's a different story, Bill. <laughs> so, so Joe, you're you you're getting into Super Nintendo. Yeah, I'm like Bill for some reason. I don't know if you can see behind me, but I got yeah a bunch of my systems up there. I never had the Super Nintendo as a kid. I, that was one of the systems 
that I, I think I always rented from like Blockbuster. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I rented the system, rented the games with buddies. You do like the week rental, right? So it was never really an issue. And uh, so just recently, I think within the last uh, couple of months, I've got my first Super Nintendo. It's not boxed, so I have to look for a boxed one. And um, game-wise, I've started my collection on it. I've got maybe uh, about six six games. Uh, two are completed in box. I've just I just negotiated another purchase through eBay for uh, Nubananga's Ambition. So I've got that coming my way. Complete. Uh, complete with every single piece of paper that came with it. That was the first one, not Lord of Darkness, right? Right. You like those uh, strategies? Yeah, I've always liked that, like the Romance of the Three Kingdoms and Nibunangas, and for some reason, I, I was, I've always been a big, you know, RPG or JRPG player, and even back Is as Is that what kid, those are? Uh, well, or they're in that sort of line where it's, you know, more text-based. Uh, right. I, like, I know it's not like a Final Fantasy type of... Right. RPG style, but I sort of I throw it in that category. Gotcha. Get, may, may I ask what uh, other games, since you only have six, uh, what they are? Uh, Seven Saga, Zelda. Oh, is, that com- the- is that the complete? Which ones are complete, by the way, if you could mention those? Oh, uh, Seven Saga and uh, Nobunaga's. Nice. And uh, something else, but I can't see it. Yeah, but the ones I have, they're nothing special yet. Nothing like uh, any of the rare ones that you would have in your collection yet. Yeah, but still, having Seventh Saga and uh, Nabunga's, no, no, how, whatever you say, <laughs> Ambition box. Those are those are hard ones to find. Box usually when people have box, it's like super play action football and Madden yeah. ninety three. But those are the ones I'll never be buying. I can save my money because I'll never buy a sports game. Exactly. Why do you need them? Some, yeah, it's not my not my cup of tea. Yeah, but you got a you got a nice little start there. It sounds like uh, that's all right. It'll take a bit, but like I said, it's it's hard for for us the um, the Canadian dollar is so shitty right now. So to buy off of eBay, right? You know, I think our dollar is worth seventy five cents on your dollar, and then you got to throw in shipping, and then eBay's got the bullshit uh, global shipping program, which is another cash grab. But what's it, you know with the shipping? Is there a lot of like? from Canada's that you can get, or do you get a lot of stuff from the States? I search Canada first, uh-huh. and, uh, but we just, it, the market's just not there in terms of the amount yeah. of people per capita that would have it as opposed to in the States. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I try to do local first, uh, you know, within a hundred kilometers and then if nothing, I'll do all of Canada. And then if nothing there, then I'll just, I'll jump to the States and I'll try to negotiate a deal off of eBay or if they can remove, uh, the global shipping program, then I'll be more inclined to buy from them. But, you know, yeah. our, our, like you said, you've, you've got what, seven uh, mom and pop shops off the top of your head you can think of. And we just, even in Toronto, we just don't have that. It's, and the ones that we do, because it's a brick and mortar store, it's the prices, you know, are usually jacked up, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for sure. Unless you catch so, them slipping. So Joe, why don't you pick Super Nintendo for the for the game challenge? That would be a challenge. That's a real challenge. Be a man. I think it's because a lot of the games 
I could do it probably at the rate that I play them, but yeah, I think for me, it's a lot of them don't have the save capability that I would on the PS3 where I can just come back at any point. Mm. I don't want, I don't want to have to leave the system running and then come back, you know, X amount of hours later and continue on or the next day or, you know, who knows? I might not play a game for a week and then get back into it again. Right. So I just figure the PS3 is more, and I, like I said, I've got the backlog on it. That's pretty decent. Yeah, that's yeah, not a challenge for you, though. That's what you've been playing anyways. Let, let me ask you this. Now, <clears throat> to me, you know, uh, I'm just going to stick with one. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me go back. You're doing the PS3. Now that's got the backwards compatibility. Right. Where you can play PS2. Right. And that's allowed within the rules. Yes. See, to me, that's not fair. That's like that's like cheating at the challenge. I'm I, and I'm fine that that's in the rules. You can do that if you want. But me personally, I'm only gonna do one console. That's what it says. One, you know. Uh, like a who who was it? I forget. Someone's doing the CDX, so you can play C, Sega CD, and Sega Genesis. And to me, I'm like, ah, it's kind of a it's kind of a cheat though, because you get you're getting both yeah. out of it. I agree with you. I think it's more of a challenge to. I think it'd be even more of a challenge if it was even st- uh, stated that you had to go back and play a game system. Like you, you couldn't play Xbox. You'd have to go like, or maybe like the, fir- the first one. Xbox. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like uh, I think Kevin's picking, uh, he's doing the new Xbox, right Bill? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got three or four of them now, so might as well. Well, you got to have one in every room of your house and the bathroom. <laughs> and you tie it all in. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, like to me, that it would be harder, as you said, to go back and play an older generation system, and then only stick with like what Curtis said, uh, the games specified for that one system, and not whether or not it's backwards compatible. So, yeah, I'd love to comment, but uh, I know Kevin would jump all over me for saying anything that uh, since I'm not involved. But I agree with you guys totally. <laughs> I know, Kevin. Kevin's such a stickler for the rules. But it's wide open, like you said, with backwards compatibility. And uh, was Virtual Console allowed too? No, Virtual Console isn't allowed, but backwards... Com- Wait. Ah, oh, crap. Now I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyways. That's for the Fandango, those guys. See, and I think now, at this point, it's like we got enough people in it. It's like we should have some sort of prize for the you know even though it's we're, we're doing this on the honor system it's like let's 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 up the ante a little bit you know what would you suggest be the prize yeah oh gosh i don't know maybe we could all pool together like some money and get like a like a, a game fund where you get like an like a it's an expensive game or something if we all pitch in like five bucks to like someone's paypal account and then you, you get like a, a game of their choice or something. I don't know. Something to make it like worthwhile and not yeah, that just, would be feasible. Yeah, I don't know. It, that does kick it up a notch, but uh, the other side of the coin, then, you know, there's 
like me, if I decide not to play a video game for two months, I could do that no sweat. So whereas the other guys are, they got the the DTs because they're not playing video games every day. Right. Yeah. See, I I I think it's gonna be fairly easy for for me too because I'll go a long time without playing. You know, I'm just too busy. Got no time. That's right. Well, um, normally when we have a guest on with uh, a big time collection like you, we like to go through the collector's questionnaire, but we pretty much talked around most of it. Uh, but there are a couple questions I'd like to ask you, like uh, what's given you your biggest thrill? Ooh, I think, I think when I got Hagane, that was, that was pretty exciting. That's a pretty rare one. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys had seen or heard the story of how I got it. It was a really bizarre trade. Uh, I, found it on Craigslist and the guy wanted to trade, um, and you know, those like Marvel legend toys where if you like buy a whole set, you'll be able to assemble like a big toy, like a Galactus or, um, like you get an arm and with this character, a leg with this character, a head with this character. And if you buy like all eight characters, you get the whole thing assembled. Well, he wanted to trade for an X-Men Sentinel character that was like that. And I was like, what a weirdly specific thing to put out on Craigslist. The crazy thing was I actually had that Sentinel. I had assembled, I had bought all that set. One year when I was at Comic-Con, I went like kind of uh, action figure crazy and I bought a whole set and I assembled the Sentinel. So I had this thing sitting in my closet for years and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, contact the guy. And I, and I said, I, I have that Sentinel. He's like, you do? My girlfriend said no one would have that. And we, we met up, and I, I traded him the Sentinel, and I think, like, I want to say maybe 70 bucks for Hagane. Wow. Which is just the most bizarre thing ever. Uh, well, here's a question that I always love to ask collectors. How will you eventually dispose of your collection? Um, burn it and put it on film. <laughs> <laughs> As I laugh maniacally in the background. No, I don't know. You know, I, I, My goal, I think, is one day, especially with the Super Nintendo collection, I, I would like to sell it when it's whole. You know, mm. I'll sit on it for a little bit. I'll enjoy it. But I don't need to keep all those games. That takes up a lot of space. Um, and as we all know, being collectors, the thrill of the hunt. Once you've got it, then it's on to you know you you gotta you gotta scratch that itch again. What what's going to be the next thing? So I don't need to hang on to this collection. I might make some videos and, and whatnot. But after I've done that, I'll get rid of it. Speaking of, um, you said storing and whatnot. Uh, since girlfriend wasn't really into gaming, and now that she more is. Um, is she okay with the size of your collection or, or, you know, I don't know if it's just your collection or partially hers, but you know, the storing of it with inside your place is, is it starting to overtake things or is she? Uh, it's getting a little bit difficult, but kind of, I would say the general rule of thumb is in our apartment, we have an office and that's kind of the game room. And if it can fit in there, we're good, but it doesn't come out of there. Hmm. So nothing, you know, no shelves in the living room with uh, Super Nintendo games on them to show off my Hagane and Metal Warriors to everyone. Well, we heard how much you regret uh, losing that auction. What What is your greatest regret in collecting? 
that same guy that's that traded me Hagane had an Arrow Fighters, and he wanted to sell it to me at the same time for a very, very low price, especially compared to what it is now, and I passed on it. And that was the stupidest thing I've ever done. Because sh- that's one of the most expensive and hardest to find Super Nintendo games. <laughs> and when was that? How many years ago? That would have been, that was very early on when I was collecting. I would have, it's like two or three years ago now. Yeah, it's, it's funny. We always remember that when we, we let go. Yeah. Um, I've got a question, Curtis, that uh, was posed to me to ask to you from someone that you know very well. When is uh, when is girlfriend versus going to become wife versus? <laughs> in the background here, uh, Layla's farting around in the kitchen. Hey, you know what they just asked? They said, "When is girlfriend versus going to become wife versus?" She says, "That's not up to me." <laughs> well, technically, it would be. And then I'd have to... Oh, that... If, if you guys are missing some great stuff here. She said, well, then you'd have to... And then I'd have to... Oh, we heard it. Ellipses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, no. no pressure. Finish off that Super Nintendo collection first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> well, I don't geez. know if you can see blushing... Um, <laughs> When you're just listening to something, but I don't know if you can hear blushing. <laughs> well, hopefully after this big long chat we had with, you know, talking about girlfriend verses and everything, maybe she'd actually uh, follow the STC pod back on Twitter. I've been following her for ages. Ooh, Nothing coming back. Nothing coming back. In trouble again. I will. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're not following them on Twitter. <laughs> Who? Yep. <laughs> STC Pod. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And AC Decepticon. Okay. Just tell me what button to press. Did you hear that? <laughs> no. no, we've been hurt for a long time. It's been a sore spot. They're, they're hurt. It's been a sore spot. Really? Well, why did they just message me or something? And then I would have done it. Welcome back to my <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, we heard most of it. Can't complain if you don't ask. Well, truer words have never been spoken. Mm, 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 mm. Um, well, it's unfortunate we got to wrap up, man. Ah, it's a bummer, dude. This was so much fun. Like, I have a whole page of crap we didn't talk about yet. Like, well, you know what that means. <laughs> Can I, by the way, can I come back for 69, episode 69? Oh, really? <laughs> Unless you guys had something special planned. <laughs> uh, we'd welcome you back anytime, man. It's been, uh, Absolutely. We, we were going to talk about Supergirl, too. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I was just, I haven't finished your guys' last episode yet. I was listening to it, and I was interested to hear your thoughts on Jessica Jones. Obviously, don't repeat yourselves because you talked about it, but I'm I'm interested because I've been watching that too. Nah, I just poorly described it, but uh, you know, it's it's on. I'm a few episodes in. I'll keep watching. It's That's no Daredevil to me. 
That's that's what I feel. Although I love uh, Kilgrave, that that David Tennant's knocking it out of the park in my opinion. He's the best part of that show. Yeah, I even I think I finally what episode I finished on. He finally made a big appearance uh, when she goes to his apartment. Uh, so I haven't seen much more of him than that. Oh, you're gonna love him. Yeah, you're gonna love him. You know, me and Joe have been blown away by uh, Badlands into the Badlands. Oh, I haven't seen that. Is you like it? Oh yeah, absolutely yes. Tell you, AMC is a really good channel. They've been putting out some fantastic programming. Yeah, they're kind of the cable version of uh, HBO. Mm -hmm. I mean, HBO is premium cable, and I guess so is AMC kind of, but they're the more accessible version as far as quality. I mean, even beyond the action pieces of uh, Badlands, the the acting from uh, the principals are, is just, whoa. It's, uh, it's crazy stuff. It's really good. It really draws you in. Well, next time I'm on, let's make sure we talk plenty of uh, movies and television. Because as much as I love video games, my first love will always be film. Well, I had a whole page of stuff, but... Uh... I don't know. Joe wanted to talk about whatever he does, eat, so we didn't have time. No, so, to be so honest, I was jacking way too much. <laughs> so, Joe, you want to? Uh, yep. Let's uh, let's close this one out. So, again, everyone, thanks again for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you can find and follow us in the following locations. Check us out on Twitter at eight or at STC Pod. That's the account that Bill handles, and follow me on Twitter at AC Decepticon. You can check out our website at www.stcpod.com. You can check out my blog at uh, angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. That's where you can also follow my other podcast, Transformers and Beer. We are also on YouTube at youtube.com, so I start to continue. And we are now officially only on Podbean, so check us out there at stcpod.podbean.com. We are on iTunes, and as always, you can check us out at cartridgeclub.org where you can find our show, our blog, and other great podcasts and blogs to listen to as well. And uh, Curtis, did you want to give uh, the people a listen of where they can find you? Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Girlfriend Versus. It's Girlfriend VS. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter, at Girlfriend Versus. Same thing. And uh, love you guys. You guys are awesome. Thanks for having me on. Uh, we love you, man. We love the content you put out. Uh, I'm glad we could finally get a time together. We're always hesitant to get people from different time zones because it's hard enough for me and Joe to find uh, time to do this together, let alone someone three hours off. Yeah. Uh, but man, That's we uh, I contacted you uh, within with extremely short notice, like I normally do, and you were able to get it together. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks a lot, brother. Really appreciate it. No problem. Uh, Thank you, guys. I did want to say we're on iTunes on our new feed, the STC Pod uh, feed. If you see STC Pod in your feed, you're on the right one. If it says start to continue, that's the old one, and it'll be it'll be dead. I think it's probably dead now if you're hearing this, um, you know, which is on Podbean. And I'm worried, Joe. I'm worried because I haven't uh, seen anything from Sweden in a while. I don't know if they followed us. No. Oh. I'm going to have to find a new country to love, I think. Anyways, um, 
Curtis, I don't know if you're aware, but we finish every podcast with a certain catchphrase. We always say, post it and post it. And as a guest, we'd love it if you could uh, if you could sign us off for us. Post it and post it? I don't know how many of the podcasts I make it to the end. No, I, I know that. <laughs> uh, post it and post it. <laughs>